Tēnā koutou katoa, kou Rowan Lockton toko inoa. Hi kaitiriwa tumauaki e Summerfield te kura wairipo. Welcome to the first Mana Aki podcast, and it's my pleasure to welcome Jade Beeman, Attendance Service Team Leader from Te Araho. Welcome, Jade. And thanks for taking the time to be with us today. The topic for today's podcast is school attendance. In our schools today, we acknowledge that engagement, well-being and achievement are the key to educational success. But we need tamariki to be present at school for these things to happen. Teachers, principals, pastoral care services are doing well engaging the majority of students through their school whānau partnerships. But for a small percentage, attendance remains a barrier to our tamariki success. Poor attendance is the end product of these issues. Jade, what are some of the other factors that might lead up to non-attendance or poor attendance? Yeah, thank you, um, Rowan. Thank you for that introduction and that, um, yeah, that was beautiful. And I just, yeah, I suppose I'd better introduce myself. Please do. Um, so, yeah, kia ora koutou. Thank you. This is the first time that we're doing a podcast. So bear with us as we, um, you know, travel through this. But, um, yes, just a little bit of my whakapapa is um, ko taupiri te monga, ko waikato te awa, ko tainui te waka, ko mania koutou to iwi, ko purikiriki te marae, um, ko Jade Tuku Ingoa. So kia ora koutou, my name is Jade Beeman and I am, yes, the service team leader at Te Orahau. And yeah, I am happy to be with you today sharing. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can learn together as we carry on. So Rowan, what was that first question? That poor attendance is often the end product of many, many issues. So what are some of those issues that might lend up you know, lead up to non-attendance or poor attendance patterns? Yeah, that would be um, things like um, at home, lack of routines, um, sometimes kids caring for relatives. When we go around and knock on the door, you know, we're gathering that story and we're finding out what's really going on. Um, so it could be that the eldest child is um, kept home to look after the, the grandmother or grandfather so that mum and dad can go to work and, you know, earn the money and um, pay the bills. So there's some things like that. It can be a little bit of excessive screen time, staying up gaming. That seems to be quite a big um, influence at the moment. Um, and also staying at home to protect the parent from family harm. Uh, there can be things like finances, uh, lack of uniform, food for lunch, stationery, and also getting to school. So like the bus fares and also that, um, yeah, a little bit of chaos at home that we mentioned just before. But sometimes too, whānau are a bit whakamā or shame or a bit worried about sharing what's really going on at home and what support they might need. Some of that fear could be around um, you know, someone making a referral to Oranga Tamariki and the risk that or the fear that is involved in there. And then sometimes it can just be uh, habits that are formed. So it might be every Monday, you know, we're a little bit tired, so we'll stay at home or it's raining, we'll, um, we'll stay at home. We don't have a jacket or an umbrella. So those can be some of the, some of the factors of, um, yeah, attendance not being so good. 
and we're finding a lot that the screen time is actually affecting younger and younger and younger students as well as they have devices and things in their bedrooms. That would be a common thing that you'd pick up on too? Oh, very. And it is, um, you know, parents doing the best with the skill set that they've got, but sometimes it is um, us going around and just kind of encouraging them to set up those routines for kids and um, placing boundaries that, you know, uh, um, tamariki need boundaries and they need to know what they can and can't do. And also that if they are struggling with it, we can actually give them some advice or direct them to websites that show them how to access their routers and come up with a time where the internet will turn off. Um, so that supports young people, you know, switch <laughs> off their devices and go to bed. <laughs> and not switch them on at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so schools have systems for monitoring attendance. What can schools do when they first note that there's a pattern? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that noticing, what they can do in the noticing is sometimes schools have a percentage that they're looking for and when a child's attendance drops below that percentage, then that kind of alerts them to, you know, maybe get in touch with the, with the whanau and have a chat. But what can happen if a young person's just having the Monday morning off or, you know, a day here and there is that that percentage won't show um, up for a while and by then a habit is formed and it's a bit harder to you know break that habit so what we'd encourage schools to do is look for patterns of attendance and so that's really their classroom teacher uh, looking at their attendance records and if it is hey you know little Jimmy's not here you know on most Mondays on the last three Mondays then it would be you know jumping on that as early as possible you know sending that message uh, home or meeting the whānau, you know, after school or before school and just saying, hey, what's going on there? And try to just, you know, try to catch that as early as possible because we know the earlier the intervention, you know, the, the better it is. Great. Thanks for that. And it's really important that, you know, that the teacher is the first person, you know, and ha is, has that close contact with the whānau and knows the footprints of the students as well, isn't it? So you notice when something diff is up or something's different. Yes, big time. We'd say that, you know, the teachers are the, the star of the show because they've got those um, young ones in their class for the those hours every day of the week, Monday to Friday, and they will most likely pick up on patterns or just changes in behaviour or mood and notice that something might be up with that young person. So, yeah, they're really, they're, um, really important to be the first identifiers that something's going on. Great, thanks. Now, when we do get to a point where we think we need to refer out and we refer through to your service, what happens next? Well, the referral comes through to our system uh, and then that gets allocated out to that uh, designated uh, attendance advisor. And what they will do is they will try to get in contact with the school, get a little bit of a backstory if that's not already in the notes that comes through, just to understand what approach we're looking at doing and what the goal is, and then we'll go out and we'll try and attempt a home visit and a phone call to the whānau, and we'll come alongside and we'll identify 
uh, ourselves to the whānau, letting them know that we're here to support and understand what's going on for them and to help come up with a plan to get their young person's attendance back up. And then we'll come back to the school and report back what that plan might look like or just sometimes uh, present you know, the story that we've heard from the school and then the story from the whānau and see if they kind of make um, sense because sometimes they can be different. So it's about finding a common ground and coming up with a plan together. And then we'll look at monitoring that and monitoring could be ringing up the school on a weekly basis to see how their attendance is going and checking in with whānau, whether it be over the phone or another home visit just to encourage and celebrate that attendance as it climbs back up. And then we should be having conversations with schools uh, via email or over the phone um, on agreements that, you know, we have got an increase in attendance and we'll look to close that because we only have that short period of time, that 20, 20 days, you know, four school weeks to do the best that we can to get that attendance up with the whānau before we have to ask ourselves that question, are we adding any value here to you know keep this case open? And then we'd look to close that case with letting the school know. Right. So when a whānau is not engaging with you or the 20 days are up and there's not a lot of improvement, what happens next? Yeah, in the past there has been, which is highly used by secondary schools, is the rock-on process, which is a police-led initiative. And you'd have a bunch of professionals uh, around the table. So there would be someone from the police, someone from the referring school, and someone from Oranga Tamariki, and hopefully someone from mental health, and also the school advisor for the Ministry of Education. So all of those professionals would be sitting around the table and there would be an opportunity for the youth aid officer or the police officer to go and visit the whānau just to let them know, hey, this is really serious. We're worried about you and we want to support you. So we're letting you know that you're now on the rock-on process and then um, they would monitor that and then there'd be recommendations from that table of how to support that whānau, how to monitor it and what steps are next. And we might be involved in that process as much as being at the meeting to be able to share the information that we've gathered to support that whānau, to re-engage in education. But if you are at uh, primary or intermediate, and that might not be an option or might not be operating in your community, you should still be able to access your local police aid officer or your community police officer, and also an Oranga Tamariki contact just to get some advice or even have the police go around and knock on the door and and see what's going on with that whānau and try to get some engagement. Um, and then before that, I guess there is a lot of proactive measures that schools are already doing before it comes to us. And there's uh, other agencies out there like Manaaki that might be able to come in that early intervention to support that whānau. Um, yeah, so does that answer your, your question there? Absolutely, and it's about doing everything we possibly can to get that connection, you know, between the whānau and school. And as you said, there's, we can use social workers, mana aki, there's, a, there's numerous people, you know, that we can perhaps tap into in our communities. So thank you for that.
If a family informs the school that they're moving, and at school we know there's a high risk of not enrolling somewhere else, what is the best practice for the school to follow? Because I know there's a lot of um, lack of clarity around this. Yeah, so there would be um, the standard on enrolment would say, you know, after 20 days of a student not turning up, you're welcome to take them off your role. And I know that some schools are holding young people on their role because they're thinking that, oh, they might fall through the gap. But that's what our service is there for. It is for those ones that are falling through the gap. So we would say the earlier the better. Uh, If you know, if the whanau have said we're moving up north and you know that they're moving, you can take them off your role. You don't have to wait for the 20 days. And then what would happen is that would come through to our service and we would monitor where that whanau are ending up. So if schools can add the note of, you know, they're looking at moving to Auckland and if they have uh, an address, that helps greatly. But we would monitor that and we would ring them up once they reach Auckland and ask, you know, what school are they looking at going to and what support they need. Uh, Also, you have, um, with that 20-day thing, is before that time, you could have, you know, a falling out with the school, like you've tried to do your best, there's arguments happening. And, um, oh, sorry, I've just lost my train of thought. We'll just pause there. That's all right. That's all right. We were just talking about, you know, if you had, you strongly suspected that they weren't going to enrol or they were just going, they were using that as an excuse what to do, but it's about putting as much information as we possibly can through enrol on that non-enrolment, isn't it? Any phone numbers, anything we've got that makes your job easier. Yeah, that is the best bet. So, it, yeah, unroll them because then it will come through to our service and the more information, the, the better to support us to locate and help track that whanau and then support them into that, that next school. So, yeah, that's great. Great. Kia Jay. Um, a school sometimes identifies a cohort or notes that there's a school-wide concern around attendance. Can you share with us some school-led initiatives that have been you know, really successful in raising attendance? Yeah, I think a good example is Hornbury Primary School. And they ran a, a, a project, a community project that was called All on the Bus. And so that involved uh, young leaders within the school promoting the challenge, and they came up with a name. Um, They came up with a specific goal of 90% of children at school and really learning before 9 a.m. bell every day. They offered a reward. Uh, They enlisted local businesses to support with that, and they were to have a shared breakfast with um, the with families and with whānau to celebrate that success. And so children promoted that within their families and community, uh, you know, running, I guess, they got creative and created a video interviewing the principal and the students. They shared tips about self-management skills, punctuation, um, school attendance, you know, getting ready, having a uniform, lunches, snacks, and the bag ready the night before. And, um, you know, they really drove home 
to get everyone, you know, in the community on board with this challenge. And, you know, when they achieved it, they had, you know, a massive big celebration that was supported by those local businesses. And so that was, um, that's on the Leading Lights site. So schools can go there and, and read that and they can even contact Hornby Primary and, you know, ask about the success of the program. But I think it is really about not that one size fits all or targeting specific far. No, I reckon this is a great community project. It's about telling the whole community that this is a really valued, uh, you know, it's school attendance and education and one day out, you know, is a big, you know, loss in your children's education and opportunity for the future. So I think some of those stories are, are really good. Yes, another school I know had a barbecue on the Friday for those that had been having trouble getting there. So if they, they reached a certain number of days at school, they had a barbecue on the Friday, the power of the, of the sausage and a bit of bread. It worked really well. So it's about, you know, for some children, they do need an incentive, don't they, to, to, to get themselves to school. Yeah, totally. And it's always that strength-based approach that is the key. It always works, you know. If we're leading with the conversation, you know, if we're only contacting Fano when something's going wrong, mm. then, you know, that's not good. You know, we want to put that um, love in the bank, that money in the bank early in the, you know, early in the piece. We want to be celebrating what their young person is doing right at school so that, you know, when Sometimes we have to have those tough conversations. You know, it is a bit easier um, to receive that from the from the school, yeah. and they can be a bit more open. Yeah, and for whatever reason, sometimes it's the parents that actually have the the bad memories of something that happened to them at school, and that sort of flavours, you know, them encouraging their children, you know, to get through you know, the tough times at school perhaps and, and, you know, get there regularly. Ed, can you share some key messages about success stories that you've noted, you know, with schools working with whānau or your service working with schools and whānau? Yeah, I guess it's really that um, what we'd say at Te Oraho is that definitely that cultural response. So that works for everyone. So it's what... It was be called whakawhanaungatanga. Um, so it's that process of building quality relationships because I think unless you have the connection, you know, then how can you, you know, move forward in that? And there's another saying, which is, you know, for whānau, unless I know you care, you know, how, how can I, you know, care as well and connect? And um, at Te Orahau, we also have another um, value of ours, which is uh, tu hono, which is about reconnecting and strengthening um, our whānau connections and our relationships. And so I think that that's really key with some of these whānau, that they are sometimes disconnected and not engaged. And it is really, you know, important, that cultural response. And I think we see that at, uh, at Hornby uh, High School. They've employed someone who is, uh, they. that's their fire Jude that they will use. And so she is just beautiful, um, beautiful Māori woman who just, her approach is, you know, to love and care and be like an auntie that can, you know, kids can come to her and there's kai in there, there's apples and fruit and that sort of thing, and they can have a good chat, find out what's going on, 
but also she can be the auntie that kind of asks the tough questions like why have you not been at school what's what's really going on you know you need to pick this up and so you know that doesn't just work for the whanau um, kids it works for all the cultures at her school because it is that real loving um, motherly auntie approach which could be male or female could be you know, an older uncle or something like that. It's just that approach that can really work in schools as well. Yeah. And you can't really ask the hard questions until you have that really close relationship, can you? You've got to have that, you know, high level of trust or be building that level of trust before you do get to ask those really difficult questions or you're not you're just going to get fobbed off, really. Yeah, that is totally right. And um I think before when you were talking about teachers playing that key role, and that's a part of our service is that, we, you know, when we're going in to talk with Fano, we really are using that concept of um, whakaroo, which is using, you know, all of your senses to, you know, hear and see what's being unspoken. And quite often teachers will see that in the classroom, you know, what's really going on that's not really verbally being said, not sitting down and, you know, having a chat, but they might just notice those little subtleties that are, you know, uh, different in that young person. It could be, you know, it's just gone really quiet, gone into their shell, or, you know, they're getting fiery and upset quite easily. Um, they might be talking about being sick and, you know, having an upset tummy with, you know, anxiety and they can't even name it, but it's just really about that concept of whakaroma, you know, really listening and seeing and hearing what's going on yes. um, in that young person's life. Absolutely. And it can be something as little as, you know, noticing that all of a sudden there's not the food in the lunchbox, you know, on the days that they are at school. That's often a, an indicator as well, isn't it? Yeah. And when we think about all of these things, it's like, wow, isn't that such a big responsibility or a big job for a teacher, you know, to be doing. But I, I really know with all the teachers that I've I've met over the years is that they really do it because they love young people and they love education and know what can do in someone's life. But it is just that it's so important, you know, when they are noticing those little things, you know, we really appreciate it because if we can do anything to support, that's what we're after is that early intervention, let your pastoral care team know, you know, try to engage with the whanau. If that's not working, you know, you've it's gone blank and it's gone cold, then, yeah, for sure, uh, send a referral through to our service and we'll go around and knock on the door and see if we can um, help that whanau reconnect with the school. Yeah. And that makes me think of another challenging time we often see, and that's a transition to a new school, whether it be from primary to intermediate, intermediate to secondary. And that fresh start concept is often thought of as the best. But what would you say is the best start plan? Yeah, I think the best start plan is really just share, being open and honest with sharing, um, you know, what that young person and that whānau need because you might have been working with them and you might have supports already in place but sometimes that information is not being shared or coming through to intermediate or to their you know next enrolling school or even to high school and so you know sometimes that fresh start is not actually that helpful for that young person 
it would be great if you could share pastoral care notes or just little insights that, you know, we were doing this with this young person and they were really responding or, you know, things that we were noticing and working on was Mondays, they were always late, um, you know, and the whānau are doing a great job in this area and we were supporting them in this area because, you know, the more the next school knows, the, the sooner they can get on to placing those similar supports around them and even more. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you, Jade, for talking to me today. I know what you have shared will be of great interest to teachers and leaders in our Kura. Thank you, colleagues who are listening to this podcast, for the time you are investing in our tamariki. Remember, Leading Lights is such a wealth of information. And Kiora Jade, once again, thank you for sharing how Te Oroho and schools can work together to improve attendance and well-being. No worries at all. It was my pleasure. And I'm always very happy for schools to, uh, you know, flick me an email or give me a ring to, you know, if they have any queries or questions, we'd be happy to come in and share more about our service with schools. So you can find our information on the Leading Light site or you can go to our uh, Te Oroho uh, webpage and find our information there. So, yeah, very happy to be with you today. Great. Thanks, Jade.